Welcome, 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 everyone. Really got a lot of time on this podcast. Number 13, 10 to the 3, 10 to the 3. As always, we have the almighty Dorian Wonder Mouse from Richmond, California, Geechee Dan from Phoenix, Arizona, D O Z E. From Florence, Missouri, and of course, you have me, Rod D, from the Detroit, Michigan. We want to thank each and every one of you for continuing to watch us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and everywhere else you can find podcasts. Keep looking for us. Keep keep subscribing. Keep following. Doing all that stuff. Y'all know I'm old. I don't know all the terms, but keep doing it because uh, it allows us to to Ooh. continue. To- for you, these blinds. You changing who? Closing the blinds. In the middle of our program, <laughs> the Wonder Mouse is going to close the blinds. So didn't bring donuts, and he had to get up to close the blinds. I mean, he's about to late. do something. He's about to do something. He don't want nobody to see outside. He's, <laughs> he's never heard of Paul's camera. He's about to get into this thing. He go. He go. He go do something. He gonna do something. He, he must have a lot of blinds. It's taking quite a bit of time. <laughs> I said, cut the lights on. All right, that's a little. That's a little bit better, man, bro. You don't understand, California. It is still that. Still ain't really much better, but hey, bro, stay right there. Just stay right there. Don't move. Keep your face right there. Keep your face right there. Don't move. Don't move. And, and, and while you at it, don't tell us what we talked about last week, bro. I have to. I have to zoom in. <laughs> I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm far back. Like uh, when they were taking pictures of Marla in uh, a league of their own. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Way back. All right. All right. So um, last week we uh, talked about Milwaukee and their uh, coaching vacancy. Will they uh, regret firing Coach Bud? We talked about the Celtics' woes, although they end up coming back and uh, and win the series. Um, of course, as usual. Uh, Dante was uh, crapping on uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, <laughs> the, the mediocre man, and uh, re, re, uh, we uh, recapped the Suns week. Uh, we talked a bit about LeBron James Jr., Bronny living up to the hype, uh, committing to USC. Will he eventually get a chance to play with his father? Um, we talked about gambling in the NCAA now that we've got all of these uh, – Gambling apps. So we talked about the gambling rings that were happening in Iowa, Iowa State, and at uh, Alabama with the coach. Uh, staying in the in, in the NCAA, we talked about the uh, NIL deals, particularly of um, Angel Reese 
Um, we talked about the WNBA and their uh, financial woes. We talked about the NFL schedule coming out, what games would be good, what games we thought we might want to see, what stadiums we might want to visit. Um, and then we also talked about the PGA in terms of really Tiger and and this multi-million dollar lawsuit from a um, scorned from a scorned ex-girlfriend. Um, so we discussed that. So now yeah, we on to this week. Talking about that stuff. So um, I guess it's, I guess we're sticking with me, aren't we? Um, talking about hockey. So um, talking a little hockey. Go ahead, D. Oh, so ahead, the, the, D. Com- the conference finals have started in the NHL. We got the Stars and against the Vegas Knights and the Carolina Hurricane and the Florida Panthers, who actually were, interestingly enough, wild card two um, that are now in the conference finals. But i tell you what I find very interesting, and this has nothing to do actually kind of with the, the hockey play, right? As I'm still learning more and so on and so forth, I'm kind of mad that Connor McDavid is no longer in it because that dude is the truth. But I, I find it very interesting in terms of expansion. The Vegas Knights have been in the NHL for six years, <laughs> and they have been to the conference finals four out of the six years. <laughs> Yet it seems like every other league that when they bring in an expansion team, that expansion team sucks for thirty years. Yeah, exactly. Right until they get better. So I, I just find it very interesting that we see them coming in and. And not only winning like a fluke, like I think their first year they went to the Stanley Cup final and people were like, oh, that was kind of a fluke. But, dude, they are consistent. Four out of the last six years they've been to the conference finals and now they're the, they were, they're the number one seed. So, so it's not been a fluke. They've just gotten better and better. And I wonder what other management groups can learn from the Vegas Knights ownership. That's the interesting thought. That's a good point, D. That's a good point. Because mm-hmm. uh, whatever they're doing, they're doing it right, bro. Um, and quick, and quick, and quick. And, and and think about it in this way: the Seattle Kraken. This is their first year or second year? Second year. Second year, right? Second year. And yeah. and they already made it to the conference semifinals. I can't remember if it's their first or second year, but it's it's one of the two. They they just got here. They babies on the scene. Uh, first year was twenty one, twenty two. Okay, so last year, all right, so they and they already in, went made it to the second round of the playoffs, even though they came in as a wild card. They still an expansion team that's coming in and playing well. So it's either something about the setup of the NHL that you know gives teams, even those coming in, gives them an opportunity to be able to compete. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it, but other leagues need to uh, take some notes so that when they, especially as we're talking expansion in the NBA, talking expansion in the WNBA, talking expansion in these other leagues. They might want to see what it is that uh, that the NHL is doing, so that these these new teams can come in and be competitive. It's called a great combination of the right free agents and the right young and up and coming players that per se don't always get the playing time on other NHL rosters. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the old Blaise in baseball with the, the Billy uh, being involved kind of concept. When you look at the salaries in hockey, they definitely don't uh, equate to like baseball, basketball, or football. So again, like Dorian was saying, the management job that they've done in Vegas with that team and the following that they have also shows you that they have the finances to keep it going. But they have a model. Like I said, 
uh, and just like the Kraken, the Kraken were the same way. They basically get free agents and younger players to fill those teams up. So it's basically just a bunch of other random players around the league and other players from overseas, by the way. That's how they built this winning, these winning teams. And like uh, you guys are just saying, I'm waiting to see which NFL team or other uh, professional sports organization goes looking for one of these GMs from one of these hockey teams. Well, it's kind of unfair, really, because, you know, all of the other teams, they got a chance to um, uh, save their players or whatever, save like eight mm-hmm. players or what have you. And then everybody That's else it. is coming to the pool. So for the most part, those teams were putting their higher price players. Um, they were, they were, you know, taking them, um, not making them available for the draft. Mm-hmm. Protecting the, them. Draft, protecting them. So um, the lower price teams, I mean, lower price players were made available. So they, what they were able to do was, you know, with, through good scouting is mm-hmm. to look at all these different teams. Cause they, you know, you have a pick of all these different teams um, at their young players that don't have a whole lot of money uh, tied up into them to get those players. And then as D said, you uh, add to that with the free agents because they have, you know, bunch of free agent money because they didn't, they didn't have any salary before. So mm-hmm. it's kind of unfair for them. And, but what they did, they proved that it, it can be done. It was the same thing happened <laughs> when the Minnesota Timberwolves came into the league and when mm-hmm. the Memphis, uh, what used to be Vancouver Grizzlies, when they came into the league, they had the same situation, but right. they didn't, they didn't take, they weren't, they were going for the, the names, you know, let me mm-hmm. look at some names so I can get some people in the, in the stands or what have you. And, and they I got good draft them. picks too. Yeah. Um, Brian but the Green. thing is, yeah. what, what, uh, Las Vegas and the Seattle are, are proven is that people will come out if you win it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really doesn't matter mm-hmm. who's on your team. We just yep. want to win it. Yeah. And what I will say is that in Vegas, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bro, they, they support that Vegas team like nothing else I've ever seen in hockey. And I'm here in Detroit where they uh, bleed red wing uh, hockey. Hey, one final thought on that before we move on to the next subject, guys. As far as a model that I believe like Vegas is used, you guys remember the old Nintendo game baseball all stars? Remember, mm-hmm. you had the team, you had to, you basically had to use that you actually use that same concept with you know lower price, then you can get a big price veteran mm-hmm. to build a team. That's what that's the model that I compare to use the analogy, I should say, to what uh, Vegas has done is the baseball all stars model. Me and Roddy was talking about that game the other day, uh-huh. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Everybody the best baseball games. Oh. Uh, so anyway, um, the next thing we're gonna talk about is the NFL. Uh Durin. <laughs> Sing the song. Well, well, that's the thing, is that I haven't heard much about these NFL rookie camps. Oh, we do oh, a rookie. Uh, you talking about the oh 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 is magic. There you go, dude. Oh, so, oh, okay, see, Dante, 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 put up the ma- Dante put up the magic. Uh, I'm looking at the agenda. Yeah, but Dante put up the magic one, so we had to go ahead and talk about it since <laughs> he put it up the screen. Oh, okay, because I'm looking. I'm ready to talk about the rookies. I forgot. You're talking about the rookies. Go ahead. Right, talk so, about magic. well, no, we were just talking about the fact that uh, Magic's group um, was, you know. Got congratulations to you know be the new owners of the of the commanders. So we thought you didn't yeah. sing the song, Florian. You supposed to sing the song because I'm not Introduce singing the song. 
Let the girl hear that voice, man. Oh, oh, sing it, dudes. I'm not singing oh, this song. Oh, it's magic. Oh. <laughs> All right, back to the story. Anyway, this week, this week, the uh NFL did announce that. I'm sorry. Um, they announced that the winning bid is for the, the group that had magic as one of the partners. Um, but what was interesting is that. One of the comments that they made was, if it wasn't for the fact that they were trying to get rid of Dan Snyder, they would not have approved this, this ownership group. But they wanted to get rid of Dan Snyder so bad, they went ahead and approved this group. And I think we were talking about that back in the day, uh, some weeks back. Um, they just really, 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 really wanted to get rid of Dan Snyder. And um, they said it wasn't a, it wasn't a perfect... It wasn't a perfect bid. Um, their finance, they had some questions about their finances, this, that, and the other. Um, and there was also questions about the, the head person. I can't think of his name right now. They had some questions about uh, his viability as being the, the leader. You mean Josh uh, Harris? Josh Harris. They Josh had Harris, yeah. uh, some questions about him be, being uh, the, the head of the group. But they had even more questions about Dan Snyder. So they was like, look, let's get this man out of here. Let's just go. So that was real interesting uh, in that respect. Also this week, D, we don't have a, a flat uh, a graphic for that. We did have the NFL uh, rookie camps. Oh, no. Now we can talk about the rookie camps. We can talk about, about the rookie camps. What they must talk about? <laughs> we can talk about the rookie camps now. Uh, so, yeah, all, all the players that got drafted a couple of weeks ago, um, the teams had uh, rookie mini camps. <laughs> and was 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 um the the funny thing about that is you have uh they have these they have the the rookie camps but they can't participate if they haven't signed their contracts and very few have actually signed their contracts now um so but I will say um the Lions had the Jameer Gibbs in Jameer Gibbs based off of what the we're hearing here is going to be a straight up baller um as uh, although they got a, a whole lot of flack for drafting a running back who's really not a, a complete running back in the first round he's more of a of a hybrid running back receiver um but they're expecting some real good things about him what he's what are they doing McCaffrey. say it again he's Christian McCaffrey he's Chris 2.0 Christian McCaffrey 2.0 uh he runs through the tackles um, between the tackles, rather, uh, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and the brother is just super fast. He's I mean, he ran a, uh, a four three forty. He, he got he got hot, mad hops, mad hops. Um, another thing we had this week um, is the XFL. We haven't talked about the XFL. I don't think we've ever talked about the XFL, have we? Once, uh, when when they, 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 once. We did once. When the once. season was about to start, yeah, we talked about you know Dwayne Rock. Speaking of black owners in sports teams, we forget about Dwayne the Rock Johnson being a black you know uh, owner of a professional sports the team. Whole league. Right. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. owns a league. Yes, partner, but yeah, he, he's the face of it. So uh, I actually watched that game. There was absolutely nothing else on, guys. That day, you guys <laughs> can imagine. I actually watched, I watched the game. It. I watched it what too. You, what I found interesting 
was the um uh, renegades quarterback what his what his real passion was which we all did guys he was a damn good bowler or still is that's what i found intriguing out of that whole thing uh, right I-, I watched about 30 seconds of that thing uh of that game um it was a uh, a kickoff and i found their kickoff to be very very um different because like, when they do their kickoffs everybody just stop at what is it is it 30 they line everybody up at the 30 or the 20 or something like that uh yeah, and nobody can move until they no one the can move until he catches the ball i thought yeah. that was pretty pretty interesting and i can see how that can reduce some of the the injuries from uh uh players running down and smacking each other i can see how that, <laughs> that would work so that that, that was pr- pretty interesting to me but other than hey, that, that i quick that uh that kickoff uh rule that they have implemented is actually a beta test for the NFL. So they have a, a few rules oh, really? in the XFL that they're beta tested, and that being one. And I actually love that kickoff rule. Like it kind of reminds us of Sandlot. Remember, can't nobody move to somebody to get the ball, everybody try to tackle you. But it's at a closer distance, so you don't have these big collisions from you know these guys coming to far full steam ahead and then diving at you to hit you. So uh, I actually like that concept of the game. It does you don't see as many kickoff returns, which you don't see in the NFL anymore either because they're all touchbacks now. But as far as safety, I actually that is a rule the NFL should definitely implement within the next year, if not the next year, they should do that. Yeah, I, I, uh, again, watching that, I again, I guess I saw how that was safer <laughs> than the current kickoff rules or whatever. Because, like I said, the um, they just stood there. They couldn't move until he caught. Once he caught the ball, then they could take off. So you 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 only had collisions from about fifteen yards away versus having somebody get a full head of steam from forty yards away. Right. Right, and then you and then it's still the possibility of exciting kickoffs. I tell you one thing, one thing I hate, and I hate in all sports, but I really hate it in the XFL because they do more of it. I hate these player interviews during the game. Oh yeah, yeah. That's all. I hate them. And 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 the thing that they do in the XFL is is they do it after a play. So a person will get a first down or get a touchdown, and then all of a sudden here's here's the reporter. So what did you see on that play? Well, what and it's like, well, now you're telling the game plan, you got them telling the game plan, but at the same time, it, how can how can the media criticize players in certain games for not being focused? But yeah. then here you come to take their focus off the game mm-hmm. for, for your benefit. Mm-hmm. And give give some stupid questions. Yeah. Right. Right in the middle of the game. Yeah. It's like the fans don't want to don't don't even want to know that question right now. Right. They're interested in watching the game. Right. So what you're right. saying, Dior, is do we really need all these sideline reporters reporting yeah. on nothing that we care about in the middle of the game? Well, it's not so much the the sideline reporters. Um, we don't need the interviews in the middle of the game. They can still yeah, report on what's going questions. on. Yeah, don't, don't bother yeah, the athletes. Report on what's going yeah. on. But there, there's no reason in the world for you to interview a player in the middle of a game. I don't, I don't even like when they interview the coaches at the end of the half. Yeah, right. I hate that too. I don't like you that either. Yeah, yeah, because they you, you want them to remain locked in, you know, yeah. into the game plan, into the game, and you know, and and the flow of what's going on. And see, right. like it, uh, it you know, it disrupts the flow. Now you got to stop. 
now you got to ask a question about so uh i saw you uh, i saw you high five e40 how long have you known him <laughs> hey guys we down we up in what are you talking speaking about halftime speaking of halftime somebody keep your ear on right i know you're watching the game to see who know. walks up to uh Darmaham and asking him uh what what, what are you guys going to do to stop the joker i want to see what the answer is going to be Nothing. when they ask that question <laughs> they can't Somebody's gonna ask you, what can you guys do to stop the Joker? That's gonna be the question. Like, that's gonna be the question. But, but they already know the answer. What Joker had? I'm just curious now. He almost got a triple double now 19.7 and 16 rebounds at half. 19 and 16? 19, 16, and seven assists. Yeah, at half. That's just that. That's just uh, uh, and they up. What, uh, 18 points? Uh, uh, uh. So anyway, um, another another thing that happened today, as a matter of fact, is the NBA quote-unquote draft lottery. Um, and it, it works just about as well as the, the regular <laughs> lottery. It's all rigged. Because there all is no rigged. way in the world San Antonio should have won that lottery. Man, the fix was in. <laughs> The fix is in. They they wanted um, San Antonio to have that pick so that they can have another run like they had with Tim Duncan and David Robinson and and all that. So now the Suns have the chance to draft uh, Victor Wimbanyama. You mean the Spurs? The Spurs, not the Suns. The Suns only wish they can get Wimbledon for eight. No, you mean the Spurs? I said the Spurs. Y'all be y'all hearing, man? I'm hearing things. But anyway, the Spurs have a chance to draft Victor. Um, and I don't even know why I said a chance to draft. They're gonna draft him. Ain't no way in the world they won't draft him. Exactly. There, there, there is no way. This, this guy, seven five. <laughs> With a step back three, <laughs> will drive to the hole, will block your shot, get every rebound. He has an eight foot. He has an eight foot uh, standing reach, man. That's just crazy. But the problem is, as Rodney would say, wait till he get that little frame up against the Joker. Yeah, but see the problem: the Joker got to got to uh, got to chase him with him too. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be interesting, bro. That's gonna be. Victor might be a little light in the tooth, uh, uh, but bruh, that brother can play. And the Pistons got screwed today the most because they went from <laughs> having the worst record in the league to getting the fifth pick. Man, this draft after after Wimbenyama, and and you may have Scoot Henderson. Maybe there's a possibility that he'll be okay, but he. Is I not think Scoot's good. School's good. Yeah, he's good. He'll, be, he'll be a solid pro. He, he, he'll be he a solid pro. He, he has he has the same issue as uh Brickhead Westbrook. He cannot well, shoot, but he has time to learn how to shoot though. Well, yeah, he's only nineteen. He, he, Magic Johnson couldn't shoot when he came in. Michael Jordan couldn't shoot when he came in. So, but dude, he's shooting thirty percent, man, from two. Well, and that's what I to... keep saying about he, that boy out in Brooklyn, man. I'll take Ben Simmons. No. <laughs> you gotta have to you gotta have to record dude Deuce's reaction when you said he shoot 30 percent from two. Dude said, ooh. 
<laughs> I didn't know that. But yeah, I mean, he, he he has some great skills, though. He could get to the basket. So now he can get to the goal. Things. Yeah. <laughs> but he can't. Getting to the goal and dishing it, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> but getting to get a goal and finish it, if it's not a dunk, he don't, he don't, he don't finish. Yeah, as a rookie, I think you can layups. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, think, I think you can relate to that, Rodney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a mental thing. I had a mental issue. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and, a, and, a, and an arm issue and a hand issue. And a, a vertical and, leap uh, challenge, too. Hey, but put me out to the three, baby. Put me out to the three. Come on now. Come on now. I get more points out there than y'all get in the middle. Look. Look, Go ahead. Rodney, Go ahead. Uh, Brunson. What happened? <laughs> oh man. So this sad story for all the, the card players out there, poker players, especially, like we say, I was being an avid poker player. But uh the godfather poker, and this is truly the godfather poker, Doyle Brunson, uh 89 years old. His birthday didn't come up. Uh he died the other day. Uh y'all see his resume over there. Obviously, he in the poker hall of fame, but two-time world series main event champ, two of those, first player to win a million bucks. He's really the guy that put uh, the World Series of Poker, put poker on the map, especially as far as being viewed on television, which is why ESPN basically it's made became a sport. Ten, ten, ten bracelets. Guys, to get one is incredibly hard. This dude has ten. But that makes him second all time. Though Phil Hammond got 16 of these bad boys. And for those like the brothers with us that play poker, Phil Ivy, he's tied with Phil Ivy with, 10. So, yeah, there is a brother uh, that's dominated poker, too. We ain't seen him on the circuit in a while, but uh, just definitely wanted to give a quick uh, I shouldn't say shout out, but our acknowledgement, condolences to one of the best poker players in the world. And then one final note, guys, not only he was the first guy ever to win a World Series of Poker here and the World Poker Tour. The World Poker Tour is meaning you playing the world's greatest from all over the world. This guy did it. Six guys have done that before, but he was the first to ever do that. So I definitely want to, uh, like I said, uh, get some acknowledgement to Big Doyle Brunson because I'm an avid it's poker. It's so player. hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Yes. I don't have a lighter. By the way, guys, Ten Deuce was Doyle Brunson's favorite hand. Kicked a lot deuce. of ass with that hand. Ten Deuce. Uh, he, he playing on the Ten Deuce? <laughs> What he won a, a couple big tournaments with was 10 deuce. Dog oh, Brunson. Wow. Oh, wow. Go ahead. That's some ballsy moves right there. Yeah, man. But let's get All back right, to the NBA. All right, y'all. So, 10 deuce was only a good hand and in between. Exactly. Let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. All right, y'all. Unless y'all been under a rock, y'all know about this. Mm, mm, mm. This wonderful brother. Basketball player that we have woke um, up this morning. <laughs> got it's, it's 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 so hard. All right, we're just gonna put it out there. Say it. Java Rant has got to be the most idiotic He's the dumbest. <laughs> ever to to lace up basketball shoes in the NBA. And it's been some dumb ones before. And it's been some dumb ones before, y'all. So let's let's go to recap. So two months ago, it was just two months ago, y'all. John Morant lost the game to the team that's playing tonight, the Denver uh, Nuggets. He lost the game to the Nuggets and decided, you know what? I'm gonna go I want to go out and party. 
I'm going party. So he went to uh, a gentleman's club. We're going to say that. To Dirty um, Kitty. To to partake in, you know, the pink slip. He's at the, the Dirty Kitty. Shout out to the pink slip. Shout out, shout out. Larry Flint. Um, But while he was there, you know, he decided he had, he made two mistakes. One was taking out his phone and going live on Instagram. That's the first mistake. Mm-hmm. The second mistake was a he contributed to the first mistake by by taking out a pea shooter and showing it to the folks as he's doing the Instagram live thing. Okay. End result, he got suspended by the team, suspended by the league. He served an eight-game suspension, which really wasn't an eight-game suspension. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Got so a vacation out in Florida as well. You know? He went, he came, went down to Florida for two days to a rehab center, came back, said, Oh, I'm cured. You know, I have seen the light. I have seen the light. All the of my, my ways. All of my vices have been removed from me. I am now back on the straight and narrow. He gave an interview with Jalen Rose saying that you know he, he's gonna try to he, he do everything right because he wants the people to uh to gain their respect back and, and gain their uh trust, blah blah blah. Deliver. Deliver. So that's what happened this past weekend, y'all. <laughs> wait, wait, real quick, real quick. Don't forget when he went down to Miami, he only spent not one, just two days. Well, he saw the light in that in that in that short time. He saw the light. He saw the light. Look, man. Look, he man. saw the light hey. for two days. Hey. He was a changed man. I'm hey. saying you, you, you change. Everybody can change. Deliver. Deliver. But then what happened, Rodney? But then what happened? He was under the last weekend, y'all. <laughs> Mr. John Morant decided uh he was gonna take a little road trip with a friend of his. And as they're making a little trip down the road, you know, they decide, the song come on, they decide, you know what? We gonna go live again. I told y'all what his first mistake was. I told y'all what his first mistake was. Wait, Roddy, are these the same friends that he told Jaden Rose that he was cutting off? Or wait, he wasn't gonna cut off. Remember that? You know what? Look, I don't know if it's the same friend, new friends, he's acquaintance he's just riding with. All I know is the boy went back on Instagram Live. Although, wait, wait, wait. It wasn't his Instagram Live. It was the All driver's right. Instagram Live. So the driver driving the car and going live. Mistake. Okay. I guess it was the driver's gun, too. But but <laughs> but your boy Ja decided. Well, the song got good to him, right? Gun to everybody. At least it was a bigger gun this time. It was yeah. a bigger gun. It wasn't a little pea shooter. It was a bigger gun. You gonna but be Bruh, you just told uh <laughs> I'm about to say David Stern. Oh Lord. The world. <laughs> oh, the world. To let David Stern rest oh, in peace. Right. <laughs> right. From, from Dante emailing him. Now he got Dante, 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 Dante still emailing him. <laughs> I was about to say David Stern, but he just, he went to Adam Silver, told Adam, hey man, I just saw the lights. I changed my I ways. You'll never have a problem for me again. Yeah. Two months later, you do the exact same thing. So, bruh, you all please explain to me. What the hell is going on with John? <laughs> What's wrong with your boy? 
What's wrong with your voice, bro? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like Peter from the Brady Bunch with his voice changed. Let's keep it to the point. The question was, how much time should he serve in this suspension? Me, just to get out there, I think he should serve a full year. Round table, going clockwise, dudes. I second that. A year suspension. Oh, look. From the moment the moment I saw the the, the little uh, thing dude sent me saying he was suspended, he deserves a year. Precedence has already been set. Mm-hmm. Who set the precedent? You talking about Gilbert Arenas? Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's different circumstances. Yeah. I say. And, and Gilbert Arenas brought his to the facility. To the facility. Um, <laughs> he drove from the Virginia side of the water to DC side. <laughs> right. So, you know, so that that was bad. So what you think, Dorian? What was, I was really, I'm I was really thinking what was, was really thinking half a year. Half a year? Okay, half a year. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 I wasn't thinking a whole year because well because if if you get if you get suspended like that, you getting suspended without pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so for, so for me, I think that, you know, half, half a year for, for me because of that, because it's, 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 it's suspension without pay. So for me, it's half a year, but it's definitely got to be, it was more, I heard somebody say 20 games. I heard somebody say 30. No, I think it's got to be more than that. I was actually going to go baseball and say 50 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be significant, man, because, yeah. because essentially what you did is you lied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We knew he and, lied, and, and 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 so this is. But this is the thing too is that like I heard I've heard people try to blame his friends, right? But if you watch the video, mm-hmm. he, ha- he now of course it's stupid that he going live and he driving, but mm-hmm. Josh sees him video. Live. And he all in the camera like this, and then he went and pulled up the gun. It's not like mm-hmm. Ja had the gun up, and then he went live, and he got caught before. Uh-uh. He was already in the camera, looking all in the camera, and then he pulled the gun up, and his boy was like, oh, and exactly. then pulled it down. Mm-hmm. So his boy was trying to save him mm-hmm. because he saw him do something stupid because he was already looking in the camera. So he that was, you know, not going to blame anybody for this, but him. But, yeah. Yeah, but also, I think yeah. you should take some of the blame. I mean, if, so if that's your uh, day one homeboy, you kind of know that he's too dumb to, uh, your boy is too dumb to put on live. So I'm not going to put him on live because, you know, my, my boy ain't too bright. I'm, I'm going to go back to Rodney's initial thought. First of all, you and your boy, how you driving and on Instagram and showcasing your gun and your boy jumping in the picture too. Stupid. So, but the reason I, I said posted, a year, D, he he, he has to he has to fill it because I think the problem with Jai is uh, he has you know I mean nobody's made him face any consequences before, mm. and so that's why he feel like he feels like he's the Teflon Don. So if he actually feels it and gets a chance to miss the game, then you know I think it'll uh, it'll benefit him more. With that being so said, not us just trying to slam him, but you know he just needs to. You know, I think it'll help okay. him. With that being said, I'm gonna give him a little leniency. I'm now I'm, in, I'm thinking about it now. I'm gonna turn him a little more in line with Dorian with the 50 games. Since they play 82 games, I would suspend him half the season because suspending him half a season now with the new rules taking fit, we know 
He won't make any escalators. He can't make first team, second team, this and that. Can't make any bonuses. So he won't lose all his paycheck for a year. But he, at least we know he won't get any of those incentives as well. We won't have to worry about seeing Jai at any All-Star game as well because he's not an All-Star. And then, and then what's funny, too, is think about this. For me, now, now that you kind of mentioned the incentives and so on and so forth, right, it also prevents, in many ways, Memphis from being able to tank, from being mm-hmm. able to use Jai being gone. Like, the same, like, think about what Golden State did when Clay got hurt and when uh, Steph was hurt for a while, and they held him out, and that's how they got Wiseman and got the number two pick. See, if you if you got if you let Ja out for the year, well then you can take and then try to get it and and try to blame it on that and build it back up for when Ja comes back. But if you only got half a season, well then by the time he comes back, well then you more than likely got a chance to be able to kind of do something. And so then if you take, well now you know we know that they're disincentivizing tanking and you know that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So. So, so for me, it, it it's it's punishment for bo- for both in in many ways. So basically, we we got a full year and we got a half a year. So we kind of split on this decision, but we all do agree that Josh should be suspended. Well, oh, one thing suspended. we know, he definitely gonna get suspended. And, and he, we, well, he has been suspended, but it's the thing is how long we think. No, you know, and, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a half a season. But here's it. The, the most important thing here that the I'm, I'm looking at it from an owner's owner's perspective. Mm-hmm. Ja, you bring in um bad um juju bad mojo <laughs> to our league, which in turns is gonna reduce the amount because if you don't if you don't have uh you gotta suspend them, he's not gonna be there. Um you gonna the attendance gonna suffer, so yeah. Memphis gonna suffer. So you make you making me lose money, <laughs> right? So now I could go all nuclear with this and say that they, you know they also have the right because technically they do to uh, void his contract. Now they'll never do it. Yeah, he's too good for that. Yeah, yeah they'll never do it. You void that contract. You void that contract. Now anybody can get him. He can go, and there's going to be an owner to say, you know what? Yeah, that oh, was yeah. bad, but you should come on be on my team. And Nick yeah. should go. He's too good. And he, he put too many Uh-oh. butts in the seat. So. Uh oh, John of Brooklyn for Ben Simmons. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. That's how you punish me. But that's how you punish me. Trading for a guy who can't even shoot. Hey, don't nobody don't nobody deserve that type of punishment. <laughs> you, you punishing Memphis. Yeah, the, Memphis doesn't deserve that type of punishment. They don't deserve that now. Like you said, right? Josh punishing does. Memphis and the owner because now fans ain't coming. Because he's doing the stupid stuff and getting suspended for however many games is going to be. Like you said, we're out there throwing out our punishment. But like uh-huh. you just pointed out, Rod, the money that potentially will, will be lost will, will dictate, I think ultimately will dictate how long he will be suspended. And I think theoretically the NBA can probably suspend him for 10 to 15 games. Most. And I think he should Nike. lose that Nike deal. I think Nike should go ahead and drop him. Yeah, Nike, Nike, yeah, me oh, too. All can't. all the endorsement deal. He got a good game with no 10. Yeah. You can't come with no 10 game suspension. That, that, uh, that, no. you, you cannot come with a 10 game suspension. He has no. to at the minimum, at the minimum yeah. 25. He has to feel it. He 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 needs some kind of consequences. The, the reason he's doing what he's doing is because nobody's punishing him. That you know what's his fixers like uh what's the lady uh like scandal? 
his fixers come in. Okay, we're gonna send you down to Florida okay, for a couple okay. of days. You said you 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 you, you um saw the light and then we're gonna get say you this. back in. Yeah, and go on there and say, say this, this and read the script and you're good. And so he's like, oh, I ain't gotta worry about messing up. I can do it again because my fixers are handling. No, he has to be punished. So he so we gonna feel this. So we're gonna agree to say at least twenty games, guys. But at least you know what he might be suspended, but at least he still got a job. Right. Yeah, man. One off with one the, the heads. Off with the heads, I say. <laughs> one of the, one of the annual things that go on in the NBA is uh off with the head coaches. Um, this year NBA team. It's it's kind of it's kind of light this year. It's only five coaches this year. <laughs> um, usually it ain't like yet. That's true. It ain't June yet. Yeah, we're still hope that, uh, that uh, well, today, <laughs> yeah, they're still hoping that, that, um, you know, we can get get a new coach in, in, in New York, also. But, uh, you got head coaching position in Toronto, a head coaching position in, in uh, Milwaukee, uh, there's a head coaching spot in Phoenix, in Detroit, and in today, also in Philadelphia. So, fellas. Dante, what my next grab? We we asked each other, each, we asked everybody, um, <laughs> who was who we think would fill these different coaching vacancies. Mm-hmm. And there's some wild cards out there. Mm-hmm. You got Kevin Ollie, <laughs> who uh, he's coaching in the G League, um, but he did at least Kevin Ollie did win a national championship in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have. Uh, I don't even know how. What is it? Sergio? I can't even see that. Sergio Scariola. The Spanish uh, national coach. Yes, sir. Never heard of him. Okay. <laughs> he used to coach here in America. He used to be one of the butt. But anyway, that's why he's anyway, a wild card. But he's a wild card. He's out there. His name has been mentioned. You got Jerry Stackhouse. North Carolina. Tar Heels. Uh, former Washington Wizard. Detroit Piston. Um, great player for both teams. That's now the coach of Vanderbilt. Uh, he put in a little, he put in his dues in the NBA also. They got a, a head coaching job in Vanderbilt and was the SEC coach of the year. Yes, sir. Uh, then you have Mr. JJ Reddick. Boo. Should have been national coach of the year. Say what? I said he should have been national coach of the year. That's he should have been. I mean, the team the, taking a team uh, like he did. Yeah. Um, then you have JJ Reddick, uh, in ESPN talking head, former uh NBA shooting guard. That's a hell of a shooter, hell of a shooter. But the only head coaching uh experience he has right now is coaching his uh six year old son. <laughs> oh, well, if that's the case, I should be on there. I coach my son, or sixth grade. I'm sorry, not six year old, sixth grade son. Um, but he he's getting. Some uh, because he's a talking head on ESPN, he's getting mm-hmm. some some in- interviews, mm-hmm. and then you have Mark Jackson, <laughs> Mark yeah. Jackson, who is former coach of the Golden State Warriors, um, who Steph Curry said was the reason why he was able to transform his career. Oh, um, but has yet to have another head coaching job since. Did you what see happened? that? Mm-mm. Man, oh, well, y'all, y'all see it on the highlights. 
you're you interrupting Rodney's thought. You know, anyway. Um, so fellas, we, we got together, we talked about who we thought would be the uh, y'all know how our predictions go. <laughs> we, yeah, we talked about who we who we predicted. We do some the, predicting the head coaches, <laughs> head coach candidates that will receive these jobs from the different teams. Um, as you can see, Dorian was injured. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not good at this predicting thing. <laughs> it's sports hernia. He he got a yeah, sports hernia. <laughs> hernia. Um, but I picked. Uh, Monty Williams, Monty Williams, former coaches of the Phoenix Suns, that every team wants and is interviewing. Uh, but for the the Detroit Pistons, this is the only way you can go. Monty Williams is a what? great. That, that's it, man. That's oh, for it. the Pistons, I gotta say, but not for Monty Williams. <laughs> oh, for the Pistons. Oh, okay. Pistons. Come on, yeah, now. the only way he can go is down. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, the Pistons on their way up, man. Come on out. Yeah, yeah. Come no, no. Out. I'm saying the Pistons. The only way Pistons can go up is up. But Monty Williams, you know. I mean, uh, yeah. Who wants to coach Giannis though? Come on, man. Really? Coach Giannis. <laughs> Come on over here. We got Kay Cunningham, Jaden <laughs> Ivy. Come on, Jalen Duran. No, two. They were both on the uh, second team All, all NBA rookie. Hey, but they still they still had the worst record in the league. But anyway, hey, Dory, looking at yeah, that Monty chart, would love Dab, to go there. <laughs> looking at the chart, Dab, uh, seeing any team, just pick any one of those five teams in particular. Is there anybody now? You know, uh, you didn't get a chance to participate with that sports tournament you know, that you would uh proceed that you would predict or see a coach going to? Just pick one team. You know, actually, interestingly enough. I see see it differently because of allegiances. I think I think Monty Williams would end up in Philly because um, because he's got ties there. He played there, so on and so forth. Um, I can see I can see Stackhouse being hired to coach the Pistons. I can see um, the the Spanish Spanish head coach coaching the Raptors essentially because of that international connection. Um, Sam Cassell is also a good leading candidate, I think, in Philly because he's been there. Um, I, I still don't, I still don't know if Ty Lue is leaving. Yeah, I don't think he's the leaving Clippers. either. Yeah, I don't, I don't. So I don't know. I don't see him, see him leaving the Clippers anytime soon, or the Clippers letting him go. Yeah, I think um, the Clippers is a great job. You know, so the reason the reason I say that is because uh, Matt Ishbia has a bunch of money and is very willing to throw it around. Um, and he would be more than happy to give the Clippers draft picks, whatever, if, if they have draft picks after the Kevin Durant trade, um, money or whatever. He's, he's going to make he's going to make it um, very hard on the Clippers to say no, because from again, this is just, this is just my feeling that again, prediction that probably ain't going to go right. But I'll go, yeah, back, yeah. To that. go yeah. back to that one quick second. Oh, I'm sorry, um, my brother. D on the on the on the Jerry Stackhouse to the Pistons. Only problem with that is the Pistons actually have to interview him <laughs> if they plan on hiring him, and they have to, to try to interview him. Yep. I would love, absolutely love Jerry Stackhouse in Detroit. Yeah, Way that'd be a good idea. Ali, who but see, I, see this, see this is the thing for me though about so say, I, when I look at this, I think about Phoenix, Milwaukee, and Philly. Mm-hmm. I don't. 
I don't see them hiring a brand new coach like a Jerry Stackhouse or a Kevin Ali, um, or even or even Sergio um, Scarliola, mm-hmm. um, because because they have teams that they feel are ready to win. So they want to try to get one of these veteran head coaches. Like I think Budenholzer will end up with one of those jobs, one of those three jobs because he's been because he has a he's won an NBA Finals, and the players um, will respect those coaches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On those particular teams. Yeah. Um, see, see what I wonder. See, that's why I don't think Philly would ne- would necessarily hire Sam Cassell. Yeah, he's been there, but he's been there as an assistant coach. I think that they would want to hire somebody that would, you know. So he's been assistant to Doc Rivers, and the the thing the thing with Philly, <laughs> which I didn't I, I didn't I, I meant to change my my pick because. Philly has decided pretty much they had the choice between um, James Harden and Doc Rivers, and they decided to go with James Harden. So by them picking James Harden, I'm pretty sure they're going to try to go for his old coach and bring D'Antoni in. And that's going to suck because D'Antoni and and that does not work for him. It's not going to work. Yeah. But they want want Harden to stay. They they need Harden to stay because if Harden walks – Philly might as well go ahead and trade Embiid because they. But really it, but Embiid is more valuable than Harden. That's why I think uh, the D'Antoni would be a bad hire. Hey, Harden won D'Antoni, so he don't have to play no defense. That's all right. that is. The only thing about that dude is Embiid is not going anywhere. They're not going to trade him. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. So that's why so, I don't so, think so, they would the bring D'Antoni in. But the one they have to appease is Harden because they they're trying to convince Harden to sign back with them. So. What what better way to get Harden to sign back with you than getting his favorite coach that allows him to, to jack up 70 shots a game and lose mm-hmm. in the first round? And, and that would and be the only allow them to, uh, uh, to, to halt the plane to wait on him whenever he's late and all this. Exactly. Exactly. I think so, that would be the ultimate wild card. I don't think they'll do it. Tony back in. That, that to me, too. But since we're on that same topic, fellas, uh, on uh, what these teams should do, yeah, buddy. Kind of stay. It kind of, in many ways, the conversation kind of just flows right into this. I mean, that's, that's where we're going with this, right? Right. We gonna start fishing, baby. Uh, we gonna, we gonna talk about the Knicks last. We going on the floor, Joe. Let's, let's stay with the Sixers since we was already talking about. Yeah, it. back with the Sixers. Well, let's well, stay. Well, let's stay with the Sixers. I, I think the Sixers. I think I don't. Th- I think D'Antoni would be a bad choice because they he mm-hmm. wants to play. Outside, outside. He don't even want to play outside in. He want to play outside, outside. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna work. That's not gonna work for Embiid. Um, the thing about Harden is, is that you know people want people want to talk about uh, Doc Rivers being bad in closeout games. Why everybody wants to give James Harden all this credit? Oh, he's a former MVP. Okay, but he totally sucks when you need him every year. He, he has never. He has never shown up. When you needed him in the playoff game, are y'all no talking about Chris Paul or James Harden? Oh, my bad. Sorry. Uh, oh, when they were together, it was double trouble, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. neither one of them. So, so for me, Philly needs um, another score, another um, real, another consistent score. They need they need some better players on the bench, and I think that they need a a, a veteran head coach, somebody that's been there, like you said, somebody that, that they'll respect. Because if you can't respect Doc Rivers, 
then you're not going you're not going to let Kevin Ollie come in there and do nothing. You're not finna let you're not finna let none of these none of these young cats who haven't coached come in and do anything. It's gotta be uh some type of grizzled veteran coach. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a retread, but mm-hmm. I think that that's I think that that's what that's what they're gonna have to have in Philly. Dudes, what about the Warriors? The Warriors, I think is go- I think the Warriors are gonna have to make some changes. I, I don't think they they're gonna be able to stand pat. Um I think it's time for the Warriors. Are you done with them, dudes? Um, I think I think it's time to make some changes. I think they could. Uh, I think they could uh, regroup on the fly, though, because they they have talent. You know, Steph so, is not anywhere. So, so with the Warriors, you got the decision the Warriors have to make. Draymond Green has a, a player option. He can mm-hmm. opt out, um, and more than likely he will because he wants the longer term contract. He, he doesn't want mm-hmm. just a one year contract. Um, so that's that's the first issue. The second issue is with Clay. Do you uh, re-sign Clay? No, well, not re-sign. Do you give him an extension? Um, because Clay is extension eligible. Do you give him an extension? Try to bring his cap number down, and that's really the only way you would, only reason you would want to do that. Because exactly, you don't want yeah. Clay to have a forty-five million dollar cap hit. If you give him no. like a three-year extension, three-year ninety million dollar uh, contract, now you only mm-hmm. had you know thirty million versus forty-five million. So, but now you 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 attach to him for an additional two years. So that's a, a thing they're going to have to decide on. But the biggest thing is what are you going to do with the, the biggest problem child on your team? I think he's gone. <laughs> but what you going to do with him? That, that's the question. I, who I think who wants him? After, after what he just did his last, well, his last playoff series? I think, I think he has enough talent, though. I, I think he has enough talent that somebody, somebody will take him. That's, that's but it's more. It's more than just. But it's just, it's just that it's. Well, I'm talking about what you know. Of course, his asking. I mean, his uh, contract is yes. you know, very high. That's, they, they, that's they the issue. Paid, what is it? Four years, hundred and sixty yeah. million dollars. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, it's only. It's only a hundred and only. Only a hundred. So it's it's, uh, it's hundred twenty-eight. Like it's hundred twenty-eight. So you guys. Uh, talk about- Pool getting rid of pool. What about Draymond Green? Four one twenty eight. Yep. You keep Draymond. I, if you if you going if you going to do anything, you keep you keep Draymond. I keep Draymond over pool. Yes. Yeah. I, I think pool is gone. I, I think uh, as far as pool, like I said, he's talented enough for another team to, to take a flyer on him. So I, I think they'll, yeah. they'll somebody will take and, him. And then and then to be honest with you, um, that you know that that punch destroyed King. Team chemistry, it did. Um, it was no coming so, back from that. Yeah, it, and so for whatever reason, you know. So the thing is, this it is if you if you, you it's one or the other. You can't keep both of them. Mm-hmm. If 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 pool if you want to keep pool, then Draymond got to go. If you want to keep Draymond, then pool got to go. I think I th- I think for around here, especially if you want to continue to put butts in the seats. Who got to go? Yeah, you, he has to because the thing about it—if you let Draymond go, Draymond's the heart and soul of that whole, that whole uh, yes. quote-unquote dynasty that they had, that run that they had. Without Draymond, you might as well go ahead. And not if you don't—if you don't resign Draymond, then there's no reason to resign Clay. And then you just got Steph and Jordan Poole. You're not winning with Steph and Jordan Poole. No, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's not. It's not Draymond gonna brings all the toughness and. Uh, and the uh, the mental edge to the team. So without him, 
This the is Warriors also need to get um, some free agent height and size, mm-hmm. and they and they need some more scoring off the bench. They they gonna either have to they gonna either have to let Kaminga and um, um, Moody. Moody let Kaminga and Moody play. Mm-hmm. Let them come on the, off the bench and let them play. Just do their thing, or you got to package them and and or and bring in some kind of uh, some some kind of scoring off the bench. If you're not gonna let them play, don't just keep them and only play them sporadically. Mm-hmm. If you gonna put them out there, let them come out there with the second unit, second unit, sorry, and actually let them play. Uh, that's the only way that they. That's the only way that they that they're going to get better. Well, I think Steve Kerr found out that in the uh, in that playoff. When Pooh was was messing up everything, he found out that that Moody can actually play, and the, the moment wasn't too big for Moody because Moody took a lot of uh, Pooh's minutes. So if they continue, if they they have no choice but to trade Jordan Pooh. Mm-hmm. Moody can go ahead and take some of those minutes. I'm not gonna say he's gonna give you 25 points a game like Pooh can give you, you know, every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but Moody Moody showed that that he was a rebounder, that he was a defender, that he was a shooter, a scorer. He he was playing ball, and w- without him, they really would have lost. You got to so, get okay, Kaminga so some opportunities too. Yeah, because okay. Kaminga can so, play now. So I guess you know the consensus is? is you get rid of Moody, guys. We spent a lot of time on the Warriors, Ooh. so we got to get to Rodney's next. So get rid of is, we get rid of Pool. So on that, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the Sun, so we can let Rodney. Talk about them garbage Knicks. So with the Suns, it's interesting. Obviously, it starts with the new management. So you see there, uh, of course, at the last playoff game, Nomad Ishmael was there with his buddy, Isaiah Thomas. So it's a lot of rumors going on around town here, guys. Uh, James Jones may be losing his job. So Isaiah may be taking over operations as exec office there. And... What you see up there are some of the predictions of some of the guys, you know, that here locally have been thrown around as far as possible candidates for the Suns coaches. Now, regardless of who that comes in to coach, the coach ain't the problem. The problem, kind of like what we're talking about, we all know, is they got to do something, get rid of Aiden, and they have to lose uh, Chris Paul's contract. So those are going to be the two main priorities for the Phoenix Suns or what to do with Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden's contract. I'm going to keep it very simple, very short there. That's what Phoenix has to do so I can get this back, this show back over the ride because we love hearing about them Knicks. Well, let me talk about your sons first. Go um, ahead. <laughs> I, need a I just live hey, here. Yeah. You see they, you they, see the jersey behind dudes. The fact seven. that Jake, what's his name? Lang, what's his name? Langdale? Landale? Yeah, Jake Jock Landale. Jake Landale. Jock Landale. The fact that he had to be the the center during the playoff shows exactly what Phoenix needs. They had nobody in the middle that could do anything with Joker whatsoever. No bench, <laughs> no bench whatsoever. No bench. So and now it, it's it's gonna be one hundred forty nine million at the cap. James Jones did a, a great thing by trading for for Kevin Durant. I mean, you can't fault this man. For going well, all in. Well, Matt Ishbia, Matt Ishbia made him make that move, first and foremost. That was his well, big coming into the league. You know, the, 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 fact also that traded the bench. You see, you had to give up 
Okay, what boss, I get you KD, but we're going to give up two great <laughs> players in Cam and Mikael Bridges. That's no, what it came down But Dante, what a pro- it wasn't a problem with them trading Cam and trading um, – It wasn't. Uh, it, that, was, that wasn't the problem. Mikael Bridges, but they have no bitch. Where the problem came in, when they made those trades, they didn't – you know, you had all these players that, that were getting um, you know, bought out of their contracts yep. after the trade deadline. You didn't go out there and get nobody. And nope, the ones you true. did go get, you didn't play them, true which, which was the issue. T.J. Warren was a 25-point-a-game scorer in Indiana, yep, and you don't even let him play. Um, T.J. Warren also used to play in Phoenix, and we know what he can do and what he can't do. Don't forget you had, that. Um, uh, Terrence Ross. Mm-hmm. Terrence Ross is a baller. Oh, yeah. Well, Terrence Ross. Y'all Where? didn't let him play? Well, you yeah. don't know because you didn't let him play. Exactly. He's a scorer. He was a scorer for Orlando. Yeah. yeah Orlando. Yeah. Um, but the, the biggest issue was <laughs> you you already knew that that um Chris Paul was gonna be hurt in the playoffs. And yeah. if you didn't if you didn't know that already they should have addressed that in the offseason. In the offseason. Yep. Campaign is cool. You know, he's a good third back, you know, third point guard. Yeah, third point guard. Yeah. Third but he should point be starting. Guard. <laughs> he should, you know, he should, he should be getting 10 minutes a game. But and like you said, you, there, they didn't go they, out there they, and get that backup point guard. Yeah. And you yeah, already knew thought, Chris Paul was going to be hurt. Which I always thought they should have went out and tried to get Derrick Rose. But like you said, Rodney, when you can go out and buy some of these expiring contracts, they made no move to they, get backup for Chris Paul. They didn't. That was, that, was their, that was their downfall. Chris Paul, again, everybody named Mama know Chris, it, it, Chris Paul just like taxes. It's guaranteed mm-hmm. every year. And remember right. what the with their backup original backup plan for DeAndre Aiden was that was Bismack for a million dollars that they signed him in under that. So again, the sign the Suns made some horrible moves, but they also cash strapped because of the trades and everything they did. And not only like the other thing you said, Rodney, they traded all these guys out and they traded away all their picks. The and Suns also, they're at the cap right forty nine million. It's going to be hard to rebuild that roster. So. Yeah. They got also, they never did address the Aiden situation. What do you mean we didn't? Monty Williams with the whole offseason and him and Aiden yeah. didn't speak. They went to the whole beginning of the season. Him and Aiden didn't speak at all. So they went the whole season without fixing that situation. And I think that was part of the downfall as well. Monty Williams wasn't the only one that didn't speak to Aiden ho ass. Excuse my French. <laughs> Chris Paul never liked him when he came here. They went when Chris Paul first came over. He had an issue with Aiden's softness, especially with the oh, pick yeah. and roll. Everybody it's did, right. but hold on, Dante. This is what I'm saying. It's the coach's job to manage this. I understand what Instead, you're saying. He ignored everything. He's like, oh, I'm just not going to speak to this guy, and we're just going to win, you know, uh, in spite of uh, this situation. No, you have to address that situation and manage that situation. Here's the thing, dudes. It's not like Money Williams. You, We hear that in public that they didn't talk but no he's the coach you got to see the coach you're going to talk to him all the time no this has Mikey, been said he didn't talk to him and deandre eight said he didn't talk to him so but i'm saying i understand <laughs> understand on the off the court but when you're in that locker room you're on the bench yeah you're going to look at deandre eight and say toughen up or do something you're going to talk you're going to have communication but this goes back to the whole point there's videos and everything of nobody shaking hands with Aiden and this and that he can't do anything about it because going back to james jones Resigned him when they should have let him go. That's no, the problem. The problem. They got stuck with his contract. Yeah, 
it wasn't even a point of of, of uh resigning they had no choice but to resign yeah they didn't have no choice because they, they didn't deal with it last though. season Exactly. He should he should have done it the the, pre, the season before. The previous That's what season, about, right? yes. When Indianapolis put it in a bid form. No, no, no. I'm talking about the season before that. No. Indianapolis oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Put it off before they gave him. Yeah. yeah. Once he was a restricted free agent, and Indianapolis put that, they gave him that that offer sheet. They had no choice but to to match the offer because yeah. if they let him go, they had nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah. You can't you can't just let the number one pick leave and you get nothing. Hey, hey, isn't so that ironic? Isn't that ironic? The was, they didn't yeah. trade him, and he still got nothing. Hey, hey, hey. right? You, you absolutely That's right, bro. <laughs> there is no rebuttal for that. There is no rebuttal for that one. But they could have right, got so something, though. They, they should have got something. Like enough Knicks of the sun. I want to hear about these picks. The Knicks What's need the to problem, get something with the Knicks. <laughs> okay, let me let me let me let me say this. Let me say this. The Knicks got nothing. First, first and foremost, I I, I do have to I do have to say. That the Knicks actually nothing, had nothing, nothing. A, very good, a very good uh season, right? Not them it, from nothing, better, nothing. <laughs> it was better than we thought. Um, you know, True. but only we wanted really uh, at the beginning, the beginning of the season, beginning of the season, all we wanted was hey, let's win a playoff series. That was the if we win a playoff series, we're showing progress. However, once you get into the playoffs and you beat Cleveland the way you beat Cleveland. And now we have home court advantage in the second round of the playoffs. You have to expect to win. And the problem that we have, we have a player on our team by the name of Julius freaking Randall, who decided that what? he didn't want to play in the playoffs at all. What's his name, Rodney? Say it again, Rodney. Julius freaking Randall. Julius freaking Randall. Y'all got a DeAndre Aiden in New York? What? No, he better now he is better than DeAndre Aiden. All right. But he had the problem the problem with Julius Randle is that he has hollow stats. Yes, Julius you gave F. me 25 points during the season. Yes, you gave me 10 rebounds during the season. Yes, you gave Damn, me four like during Aiden. the season. And for some un, because of those stats, you made 13 all NBA. But when the the plans actually counted, when it mattered the most in the playoffs. Julius Randle was nowhere to be. This brother shot 30%. He had the worst three-point percentage rate in the history of the NBA playoffs for somebody that shot as many shots as he did. I mean, just absolutely horrendous. And the problem, it is, it's not even a point. Look at Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum in game six was broke. One for 14, broke. Fourth quarter, he redeemed when, himself. when they about to be eliminated, the brother came through and redeemed Woke himself. Up. Four, six, and three, and put him into game seven. Then they came out and just killed him. He got 51 in game seven. Showed heart. Julius Randle, when his shot is not going in, <laughs> just leaves the game completely. <laughs> he might I, walk out of the stadium. Now, now, I am not a Stephen A fan. I am not a Stephen A fan. Stephen A gets on my nerves. However, I completely agree with Stephen A when he said Julius Randle needs to be traded and need to be traded right now. You cannot win with him. There's no reason to even consider trying to win. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Now here's my proposal, and this is something that I ain't even. It ain't even. I can't even take credit for it. I'm just gonna reiterate what the, what was said. 
But on the Detroit Sports Radio, they said if the Pistons gonna don't get number one, let's trade whatever pick for Julius Randle. By all <laughs> means, y'all can have him. Please, please, please come get Julius Randle. You ain't got to give me the number five pick. <laughs> I take the first pick in the second round. You gonna, how you going to want the Knicks to send Julius Randle to the Pistons and you got season tickets to the Pistons? So now you're going to watch him play. No. So at least you can turn off the TV. Hey. You can turn off the TV and now you got tickets to go to the game. And I know Hold up, D. You root for you root for who? Uh, San Francisco? Why you out there in uh in the Bay Area, right? No, not really. Yes, you do. I still don't like, still don't like yes. the Forty Niners. But but no, you were big. Talk, you go Sam, I was a, I was a, a, you a Bengals fan. Golden State fan before I moved out here. You a Bengal fan? So you do whatever you can to, to support your team. If this supports my team, I'll suck it up and I'll watch this lazy ass play. Here in the in Detroit, I don't care. You want to cuss him out in person? <laughs> don't want him. My Pistons, we do not want him. Look, hey, Rod, I don't care, man. You can be I like my guy. Him. Whatever. You can be like but my guy Clifford out in L.A. Seriously though, Julius Randle is the the laziest quote unquote superstar you will ever meet in history. That's just because Aiden's not, not a superstar. I disagree. I disagree. We have a mediocre man out here. Not a mediocre man. Please explain that one to me. How 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 does someone have to motivate you for a playoff game? You should come out there already ready to 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 do whatever it it takes to win that basketball game. But you got to motivate you. How much money does Julius Randle? Rodney. Julius Randle, he, well, he did sign a, a pretty team-friendly contract. He only makes like $25 million, but it's still $25 million. Oh, <laughs> $25 million too much. <laughs> it's still $25 million. But the, pro- See what I'm saying? Here's the problem. He makes $25, Aiden makes $30. Neither one are worth that money. Here's the problem, though. $999,999.99. We got four more years of Julius Randle. Mm. That's the issue. So the the only thing we can do, no seriously, the only thing we can do, we need we need a a, a number two scorer. I can live with I can live with uh, RJ. All right, well, RJ is my third. Too. I can live with RJ. We got a number one great point guard who was gifted to us by Dallas, and we appreciate y'all. Y'all letting Brunson come to come to New York. We appreciate you, but we got to get a number two, and um, I would prefer. A number two that's um either either give me Dame Lillard and I have the greatest backcourt ever put together. Small one. It's gonna be the shortest backcourt. It's gonna be small, <laughs> but can't nobody stop can't nobody outscore us though. Um and and I hate I hate even saying it, but I take him over Julius Randle all day long. Cat. Ah. I take that, y'all. No, I take that. Don't do it. So we go. 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 We
We we just and said we just gonna say Rodney's he, he he's he's depressed right now. He's, he's right because we should we should really man. move on from this conversation just because of that. It's depressing. Let's get right. But I take that man. I take him. I take him. Y'all can have Julius Randle. Do D call your Minnesota Connect and tell him come get Julius Randle from us. Oh. Anyway, on to some more uh satisfying. How you doing, right? I got to go visit. On to some more satisfying news. Even though my Cardinals are still, I think, in last place. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, well, well. They've been playing a whole lot better. Uh, yeah, we're still in last place. We have games back. However, we have been playing a whole lot better. The last 10 games were seven and three. And those 10 games included, uh, what is it, three straight from Boston. So Dante has a has a uh um a graphic for us. Dante, talk to us. Well, Rodney, from like last weekend, you know, uh, I was following and watching the game, uh, the baseball uh, with uh with the Red Sox. But uh as you saw in the headliner there, Rodney, as I had it up, let me put that back on the screen if you could for me. Battle of the bullshit bullpens. Rodney, if you thought our bullpen was bad. This past weekend, you'd have thought Boston was switching off guys with us. They blew two games that they should have won. Hey, the Cardinals are on a, a winning streak that they should not be on, first and foremost. But, hey, we'll take it. And after we'll giving it. Milwaukee the beatdown, 18, the bats are alive, Rodney. That's the good thing. The bad thing, like I said, we still in last place. <laughs> 13 <laughs> Even after that seven out of ten, you know, four-game winning streak, the one seven out of the last ten. But the good thing, the optimism, Rodney, we only six and a half games out of first place. Well, seven but as Rodney would say, <laughs> but as Rodney would say, and I quote, but here's the problem. <clears throat> Adam ain't right. Adam ain't right. <laughs> Stick a fork in him. He's done. You see that game? That's from the weekend series against Boston, guys. You see what stands out. I had just going to put that up there just to show you. He has a 7.2 ERA guy. He's the worst pitcher on our staff and makes the most money. But like we say in other sports, you can't do nothing with him. You can't. Ain't nobody a, can't trade him. Ain't that's nobody. His ERA. That's, his, that's ERA. his ERA for the season? For the season, brother. Hey, look Ooh. down the list. Hey, look at all the other pitchers' ERAs, Dorian. Yeah, they ain't doing too much. They suck ass. Remember the Cardinals pitching staff sucks ass. Remember that whole little uh, image. You don't want me to put that back. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. We, we remember. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we remember. No, we don't. No, we don't. Right. Right. So that's still the problem, as uh, Roddy likes to say. The pitching staff still sucks, but at least the bats are alive. So we got to score eighteen runs because our bullpen gonna give up ten. Okay, so to Wayne Rice defense. He has been hurt for most of the season. He always hurt. And he's only pitched 10 innings. Now, he has given up, you know, seven runs in those 10 innings. But, hey, it's only been 10 innings. So, hopefully. Hey, hey, and he's still I'm I'm being the optimist. I'm being the optimist. We can keep going seven and three every 10 games, man. We'll be back in this thing before you know it. Like I said, we're only six and a half out. If we can get. Catch up before the All-Star break, before, you know, 4th of July. I feel a little better. But the pitching staff got to turn around. Wayne Wright, <laughs> well, so, 
Hey, what they call them little bitches when we grew up? Wayne right out there throwing sucker balls. He can only so, go five inches. That's the problem. Because well, last week, who said blow the squad up? I say blow up, uh, blow up Wayne Wright. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to, to uh, rely on this pitching staff as is. Mm, so, um, what, what you call him? Mostly act. <laughs> Mostly act. Mostly act. Go Mostly act. And that's the problem with the Cardinals, man. They like to hang on to the you know, hometown heroes too long. Wayne Wright is always hurt. Always. But he still commands the biggest payroll of their entire, entire roster. They can't trade him because he's always hurt. Like you just said, he's only pitched 10 innings because he's always hurt. But he's still getting his money to pitch four and a half innings, throwing sucker balls. I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Any one of us four can go up there and hit Wayne, uh, Adam Wayne right deep. I'm not being facetious. We could. He throws a 80-mile-an-hour sucker ball. <laughs> All I know is is that as I'm looking at major league ERAs, uh number 67 on page three stops at Jordan <laughs> stops at Jordan Lyles with a 7.14 ERA. So Wayne Wright ain't even on the list. Is that my Reds are currently in third place? We on it, we out of the last 10 games, we six and four. So uh so hopefully, if we can keep playing, y'all talking about keep playing at seven and three. Hey, if we can keep playing at six and four, the Reds might be all right too. But you know, <laughs> what what uh my man out Randy Quaid, they'll blow it in the playoffs. <laughs> man, the, the bruh, the Cardinals are seven and fourteen at home. We got you got the whole serve at home, man. Come on now, but the Reds are seven and fourteen away. <laughs> but that's on the hey. road though. You expect you know 12 what? and 9 at home. The National League Central is actually garbage, guys. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty trash this year. It's Yo. pretty trash. Let's move on. Let's move on. I don't so want to talk if, about if, if not for the Braves, the AL East would be trash. <laughs> I'm sorry, the, the NL East. Sorry. If it weren't for the Braves, the NL East would be terrible. But anyway, I, yeah. So it's what? One, two. No, I'm sorry. One, two, three. Four, five. There's only five teams in the NL that are above 500. <laughs> That's horrible. That's it's crazy. Horrible. That's horrible. So anyway, moving on to the sport we have not talked about at all this year. At all. At all. Track Talk field. No, I just, um, man, I just want to give a shout out to Shakari Richardson, man, for coming back in. And and redeeming herself um, as far as performance is concerned. Um, hopefully, you know she'll continue improving and getting better. Um, those oh, first oh, two oh, races, those two races that I saw on, on tape, uh, man, she was blazing. Great oh, start, oh, oh, great oh, finish. Huh? Uh, uh, you tell, saying that she redeemed herself. Tell us, tell us what she's redeeming herself from. Oh, uh, what's what Stephen what Stephen A say? The we. <laughs> 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 the weed she couldn't she couldn't she couldn't lay off of it um during the during the uh during the u.s olympic trials and ended up getting suspended and so therefore didn't go to the olympics and uh and she compounded it really by talking <laughs> and uh she's 
and that's the problem that I kind of have with her. Although, like I said, I'm really happy for her. I hope, you know, this is an upward trend and that she continues to get better. But at the same time, she got to quit with these interviews and, you know, and, and laying all of this blame and, and all this kind of stuff on, 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 on other people. Just go ahead, run your race, do stay your humble. thing, mm-hmm. stay, you know, do your thing, stay humble. What it, it, Be confident. You know, mm-hmm. I you don't even necessarily have to be humble, so to speak. There's nothing wrong with being confident. Um, but, you know, just quit trying to lay blame. Go ahead, take responsibility, you know, and and just keep doing what you're doing. That's how you redeem yourself. Um, but I think she's uh, she's definitely on her way to doing that as far as her performance is concerned. And that's what I'm really happy about, because she was getting her doors blown off um, when she first when she first came back. Um, but now she's doing very well. As a matter of fact, the um, the race I saw, she blew the doors off one of the Jamaican runners, one of the Jamaican women. So she's really making a, making a name for herself overseas on in the Diamond League. So, uh, so, so, so just, just wanted to give a shout out to Kyrie Richardson. So for, first of all, yeah, we know why you know she got suspended. You know, got tested positive for the weed. But first of all, I got to commend anybody that can smoke the weed and run track and be breaking <laughs> world records. Your lungs got to be like, damn. <laughs> Come on, I can barely walk out the front door, and this girl running track and field, but. Uh, more so like Dorian was saying, I'm glad to see her back. Uh, she's very confident. Of course, Dorian did say, you know, he, he liked to see her not talk so much or say so much on certain interviews. But uh, with her coming back, I actually watched her first meet at the uh, Doha Classic where she came back and uh, won that uh, race. But uh, here's some pictures, guys, I want to show you. There was a lot of controversy with her coming back uh, on the track scene. So... One of the things that occurred when she, after she won the race in Doha, that's what you see on the left, she basically came out and started going off <clears throat> on the promoters for that race and some things that had been occurring. Uh, so you see it on the right. And like Dorian said, the picture on the left, the girl came and stuck a mic right in her face right after she got through running. So you couldn't even understand what she was saying. So she had right. to go on her Instagram a few days later and basically saying plain English, uh, what was going on in regards to her not being allowed to run in Botswana nor in Kenya. And that's where it kind of a little side story we'll talk about later comes in with the ugly truth of track and field. But here are the guys. These are the promoters. They actually went on and tried to, uh, I guess, explain themselves, uh, which basically turned out to be a lie uh, as to why Richardson wasn't allowed to run in those previous races prior to uh, the next race she would run on Sunday. So uh, they said, you know, they claimed that they actually talked to her because Shelly Ann Fraser Price, speaking of Jamaicans, she actually was hurt. She was supposed to be in these races this past weekend, but wasn't there. So the problem came with none of these promoters, knowing that Richardson was back, even offered her the opportunity to run in the hundred. So she had issues with that. So basically, she, you know, she just ran uh, her her 200 races or whatnot. So what ended up happening? Well, you see it right there. She ended up winning that 200 meet. But one of the things that I enjoyed after, uh, you know, she won that race is one of the things Dorian was talking about is her interviews. And I, I like what she had to say after that. I'm going to show you a little piece of this. Talk your shit, girl. Long distances. Oh, and here is Shakari Richardson, women of the 200 meters. Shakari. Yeah. Shakari. How um, was the race? I'm going to say the race was amazing. 
have to let you tell my coach, execute, do what it is that I know to do. We've been training to do. Like I said, once again, after being kicked out of my 100 in Botswana and also here in Kenya, I knew I had to do my best with the performance that I was allowed to run in, despite what others may have got on social media and said, no one asked me to run 100. Nobody asked me to run 100. So therefore, I do I need to do what I know to do in my 200. And I'm blessed for it. I was excited that I ran because how I was feeling. I kind of was disappointed in the choicing, but still I knew what it is that I needed to do. It was more than for myself, for my fans, for my loved ones, and also for the people that don't want to see me do great. I knew I still had to come out here and execute. So I'm honored, peace, love, and light. I thought she was going to say love, peace. Part of those middle and long distances. Oh, and here is Shakari Richardson, women of the 200 meters. Shakari. 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 Get it right. Let the world know you back. So that was a little bit, a little more detail behind this past weekend uh, with the race and her returning. It's almost like, uh, well, it's not almost like, from what she's basically claiming, she's kind of being blackballed from being able to compete in these 100-meter races because she's smoking everybody or whatnot. So, again, that kind of goes back to the track and field. There's politics involved. They stack up who they want to race against who. Uh, and that goes a lot to, you know, uh, the branding, the marketing, who their sponsors are, how they make their money. So uh, that's something we're going to throw up uh, as a little link to check out a couple of stories on YouTube in regards to uh, track and field and the ugly truth behind it. So, uh, that kind of goes back to explain why she you know, was so adamant and had so much animosity uh, against the promoters. And like she said, all her haters uh, in a nutshell. So uh, definitely glad to see her back, uh, waiting to see, you know, these next races. Uh, my computer went down to see my screen, but uh, a couple of them coming up in Europe. I just hope to see the girl, you know, in, in France for this next big competition that's coming up. So, again, happy to see Miss Shakari back in action. Shakari. Shakari. Um, real quick again. <laughs> I, I, I just wish these folks would just stay off of social media, man, with, with stupid stuff. Let's just stay off of it. It, 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 you're not serving yourself any good by doing it. But I digress. Do you have something? No, no, I didn't, I didn't have anything. I, that just proved why folks need to stay off the mic. Hey, right, me. For, for track and field stars, they got to stay on social media just to put a name out so they can make money. So, again, that's a little side note we'll add to our website for links for people to go check out the ugly truth about track and field. They don't make money. You want to make money? You want to make and they're money not pros. Hey, and they're not pros. That's another thing. They're all amateurs. So moving on to Rodney's one of our favorite topics, back to the NFL. So, so who you got former players on the teams? You got an issue, Rodney? What's going on? Well, it's not that I have an issue. Um, but what <laughs> One of the things that came out, another thing came out this past week is a story about one Thomas Brady. Um, Y'all might have heard of him. He used to play quarterback in New England and down in Tampa. Uh, but Thomas, uh, who already has a contract, a 10-year contract to broadcast for Fox, 
I think it's 10 years, 345 million or something like that. Uh, 365 million, whatever it is, is a lot. Yeah, it's like 375 million, something like that. Yeah. Whatever it is, is a lot. But he already has his contract to broadcast to be one of the broadcasters for uh for Fox. Um, but he decided he wasn't gonna do that until 24. But the story that came out this week is that he's actually considering becoming a they're considering a partnership with uh Mark Davis to become a part owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so the question is, should Mr. Thomas be allowed to continue broadcasting if he's a, a part owner of an actual NFL franchise? Mr. D? Dorian, start with you. We'll get back to Dorian. My opinion is, he's looking up to Jesus again. My opinion is, as long as there's no collusion, he's, like I said, he's a broadcaster. He's not in the front office. He's not in the booth. He's out there talking about other games. So as long as he's not allowed to, per se, uh, I guess, broadcast any games of a team he may be on, because he might be slanting or saying some things, you know, poo-pooing his own team, then, yeah, that would be a problem. But I don't, I mean, I don't see a problem with it, right? Yeah, well, you can own you can own a business and still have another job. No, but this this is where I have the problem though, because part of the job of the broadcasters is to show up on Thursdays of game week mm-hmm. to talk to the coaches, and they pretty much get an idea of what the game plan is going to be for that year for that game. So, who's to say that he doesn't do a game uh, of San Diego to get? Uh, their their game plans and get all the, uh, the inside information and then give that to, info. and give that back to to Las Vegas coaches. So not, I mean, not to say that he's going to do that, but you leave yourself open for that possibility. Just like you know we were talking about the gambling, um, to uh, you know it's in a lot of cases it's legal and for him to to have a second job should not be it's, it's not something that's illegal. He should be able to do that. However. When you have the uh, appearance, the, the ability to have an impropriety, you don't want that appearance to be there at all. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you know he is a point, well, possibly a part owner of this football team, he could actually go out and get information on these other football teams and give and give back to his team. That's an unfair advantage for him that other other teams don't have. They don't have broadcasters going out, you know, doing all this stuff. Well, I guess the question is, Rodney. Is there a rule in the NFL that disallows it? But there's not. That's, that, that's the thing. Kind of really? answer that question. But so he would be basically setting precedent that they should, the NFL should be looking at. This is a great question. I see it your wasn't, answer. It wasn't. It wasn't. If he could, it should he? It should he? But if there's no rule, then I guess he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can. He can. There's nothing against owning a business and having another job. Hmm. Darren. You've been thinking for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hard question. I, I, I agree with, you know, again, Dante was kind of thinking along the same lines. I was thinking, like, I don't see why not, as long as there's no collusion or whatever. And then, you know, but then when you start thinking about the idea, I think what happens is that, as we say, perception becomes the reality, right? Mm-hmm. So even though it may not be happening, there may be the perception that is happening, right? Um, 
So, you know, if there's, you know, again, if there happens to be one little thing, then we have our, our conspiracy theorists who are going to start talking about he deflated balls exactly. and then he, he had, you know, such and such, you know, uh, video gate or whatever they called it, deflate gate. And then they had the whole thing with the videotaping, you know, uh, and then they're going to try to talk about the, the, the Patriots are always cheating. So, of course, why wouldn't he cheat? And, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, the Raiders was always about if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So mm-hmm. I can see where that perception um, could become could become reality. Um, I, I, I think they, they're going to have to, if he becomes part owner and he still wants to do that, because um, I don't see why he could. They're going to have to put some really strict rules in place. Mm-hmm. This could be precedent. Hey, Dory, I thought it was interesting. He's not going to be able to do his own games because that's kind of the only way that's kind of the only way that that works is if if he talks to somebody and they're about to play his team and then he gives them the game plan so he just wouldn't be able to do games that involve his team or Mm. or even games i would say games that games in the conference or any games in that season where his team plays yeah that makes sense. But Dorian, real quick, you brought up something I forgot about. Deflate gate and all the, the videotaping in New England, the cheating in there. And now, like you said, to go to Vegas and what's Vegas' old slogan? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. How fitting that Tom win, Brady, who's accused of cheating, goes to a, a team historically <laughs> known for cheating. It's perfect. Just win. Perfect Just win, baby. Just win, baby. So, it was what hey, that, that dude that sent that uh, that sent that picture of uh, Lester Hayes. Lester Hayes, the stick him. all that stick him all on, <laughs> stick him. All, all on his elbows. Um, <laughs> he, hey, real quick, game break. The Lakers, Lakers got back into the game by eighteen, or only down by three. Yeah, they're back into the game. Uh, oh, well, they down six. I'm looking at they down six. It's one twenty seven, one twenty one. Well, it's 129-124 now, so you're you behind a little bit. So anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, again, it's the it's the perception, you know, the the, the slightest per- perception of them being having anything that might be considered um, unfair should uh, be taken into account. And like I said, right now, Dante, they don't have a rule for it. <laughs> Which is fun. You know what? They have a rule for for owners. You know, you can't own a team and play on a team. You know, they should have let Jordan play. You know, be able to play for the uh, the Carolina Hornets. I mean, Carolina Hornets. You keep it to the state. He called the Suns the Spurs earlier. Or tried to call the Spurs the Sun. Yeah, don't just name the city right now. You know what you mean. I'm, I'm yeah. tired, y'all. But anyway, he is like 73 years old. They, 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 you know, they have a rule against the the owner, which I don't understand that. But, um, what's his name, little little boy? In his commercial, <laughs> he he changed that. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart. When he oh, bought the team. little boy, <laughs> little boy, one them little boy. <laughs> when he bought the team, you know, he decided he's going. You know, he changed the rules, allowed himself to play, you know, get five minutes of playing time. Um. So uh, that's why they don't on, on, on Brady. Uh, but the next thing we want to talk about, <laughs> sticking in the NFL, is one of our favorite topics. And because we love, we love uh, when we talk about black ownership. Um, and guess what, y'all? What? 
We had black ownership. We talked oh, about it earlier. Innovative. Um, when Magic became you know, a part owner of the of the the Washington Commanders. But Dante, whatever happened to that seven billion dollar bid that Brian Davis made? What happened? <laughs> so what happened was so gentlemen. This goes back to I can't remember what episode, uh, Rodney, when we posed this question where you asked, would the NFL sell to, you know, black ownership in the NFL, would they sell to a black majority owner? Because remember, everybody's hype. Like you said, oh, 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 it's magic. You know, he's just the front face for a Josh Harris group, which Rodney just explained to us earlier, guys, that if it wasn't for the fact the NFL didn't like the Snyders, they wouldn't even sold to these two particular guys that you see there, which brings back the question, what happened to the $7 billion uh, offer made by Dorian's guy? The, where's, where's the Dookies billions? Dookies. The Dookies. Where is it? <clears throat> so I've been <laughs> following this all season or whatever since we've been talking about this, Rod. Why wouldn't Davis's bid to purchase the commander? I mean, it's been downplayed. You don't hear nothing else about it in the media. Just squashed, disappeared. That's why I had the X music music going on back in the background. A brother can't own a team. So again, Rodney, this goes back to our that episode, maybe three or four episodes back when we brought up black ownership, especially in the NFL. This is my whole point, what I've been saying, what it comes down to. <laughs> Not at this time. <laughs> Why, Lord? Why? Not at this table. That's my analogy. <clears throat> Remember the money. <laughs> Remember the money, guys. So he gonna get us all sent to hell. Hey, <laughs> we're done hey, here. Like Name it on the book. Help me out, Rod. I can't. I can't. So. As Rod says, here's the question. We all going to hell. <laughs> we all going to hell. So, I know, guys, it's funny. So this is why I brought this back up. So Jim, I'm wearing my church suit the next episode. We're going to get baptized. So, gentlemen, oh. no serious talk. Real, I want to get through this quick. Okay, go so, ahead. If Josh go ahead, had offers for 6.5 whatever billion, right? Uh-huh. Mr. Davis offered seven billion. So all that time that we've been waiting for them to decide what's going on, like Rodney said, they didn't really like Josh Harris group, how they had their money, money together and all this. But you had a seven billion dollar offer that Wells uh, or Bank of America certified and everything from Davis, a black man. So what it also came down to is, hey, you got thirty-one other team owners. That's twenty-four million a piece in their pocket. Ah, we don't need that extra billion dollars, we can cover that ourselves. And that's what it ultimately came down to. That's my personal opinion of what happened to Brian Davis's $7 billion offer. We are not allowed to sit at the table as a majority owner. You can be magic all you want, but we ain't sitting at that table, gentlemen. But but you know what, Dante? Um, the, the actual bid, you're right. They never really talked about that bid. There, was, there, was, there were two owners that said that they thought that the commanders could command could commit commanders could command that the commanders would be able to generate seven billion dollars 
as a, a sales price. Mm-hmm. There were two. And the reason they thought that is because it was already out there. They were they already knew about this this offer that uh Brian Davis Brian had Davis. out there. And the fact that Bank of America did certify that he had the funds available. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he offered to give him a billion dollars as an earnest money deposit and another six billion dollars in a week. And give him indemnity. And on any and, problems he had, they're at stadium. Exactly. And also to to uh to to indemnify him from any future lawsuits that may come about towards the commanders. All right, from for his his time at the commanders. Dude, I'm the, running to the bank with that deal. The fact that they didn't even they don't even mention that deal mm-hmm. does present some questions, let's mm-hmm. just say. Um because again, you, you're talking about $34 billion. Oh, it's that's 34 million, million dollars. 24 million a piece for 31 owners makes up that billion. So they say, ah, we don't need this money. Basically, what it came down you know, to. That's that's <laughs> you know, to, to, to a billionaire may, may, may not be that much money, you know. However, mm-hmm. to your average person, that's a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a bunch of money. Twenty-four uh, million. One, one thing you do know about billionaires is if they got if they got billions of dollars, they still want more. Mm-hmm. True that. So it, it it begs the question. You know, I, for for the first time in the history of our uh, production in these thirteen episodes, I'm going to agree with Dante and say something don't smell right right about now. It's racial. It's racial. And it's guys, racial. like I said. Uh, we're going to post up a link. It's basically uh, Brian Davis's wealth. He actually did a 15, 20 minute interview, uh, which you can go listen to and watch and having to explain himself to all these other radio shows and hosts that he went on, basically questioning his money, uh, his knowledge, uh, which I found very offensive myself. But we're going to add those links to our website and, of course, after the show and on our YouTube, because I definitely want. Uh, the, our followers and our fans to go out and actually listen to this interview and how he, he had to explain where his wealth came from. Lucy, he has a genius. He's been doing it for yeah, years. Training to do. Yep. So we, I definitely had to put that back up there, Rodney. To see, I told you, we ain't getting, we ain't sitting at that table, bro. But anyway, yeah. moving on. Well, Roger, to, uh, to, you got some explaining to do. On, I want to show that I'm on. get it out of there. Now we don't need him no more. All right, and so our next up. Now we don't. We we talked about this last week. Where oh lord, <laughs> we just couldn't. We just couldn't. Had, come us, to just an had us fired up last week. Not really. We couldn't come to an agreement. But WNBA season starts on May the nineteenth. Uh, what is that? Sunday, Saturday, or Friday? That's Friday. Friday, yeah. Yeah, May nineteenth is Friday. Um. But one of the things that we were talking about last week, Dante claims that the WNBA would be folding within the next two years. I said it should fold within the next two years. I didn't say so, will. It should, based on some stuff I said there, y'all. Um, but one thing we did find out this week is that there's actually uh, – they're not folding. They actually might be expanding. So um, – Dorian, mm-hmm. uh, what's your thoughts about the WNBA and, and potential expansion? I think I think it's great for the league if they can, you know, sustain it. Um, 
I think it shows that the NBA is not going to let it fail. I, I think it's a bad, a, a very bad PR move and would look very bad for the NBA if they allowed the WNBA to fail. Um, and so, you know, from everything that I've read, uh, and, and I was even watching, actually watching a documentary uh, this weekend. I, I don't, I'm not quite sure if it was about the New York Liberty or if it was about the WNBA in particular. Um where they were talking about salaries and the need to increase salaries and so on and so forth. But they, it was also in that documentary that, that Adam Silver and they were basically talking about the fact that they had no intention of allowing the WNBA to fold because they want to continue to promote um, the women's game. They just need to find better, better ways to generate revenue. Um, it was some very interesting things that they talked about, about how when the WNBA kind of first came about, and how everything was great. And then when it lost its buzz, so, you know, lost that big buzz that it initially had, that a lot of the owners started trying to push them, kind of pushing them to the side. Like, for example, Dolan, you know, your boy, uh, Rodney, um, they said that when the New York Liberty first started playing uh, that year, remember they were the first NBA, the WNBA champions. Reese Witherspoon. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Rebecca Lobo. And they were playing in Madison Square Garden. And then after, like, I thought I want to say after, like they said, like three or four years or something, when it kind of that initial luster kind of wore off, they moved them out to the Westchester Arena that only had 2,000 seats in it. So it, it, it was, you know, one of them kind of things. So uh, I, I think it's good, again, just to, you know, to answer the question, I think it's, it's good for the game. Hopefully they'll be able to um, expand and hopefully they'll be able to um, – promote it and sustain it. I think that that's what's most important because it's only what 12 teams now it's 12, 12 teams. 14 teams. They, they need more. I'm surprised they don't have one out here in the Bay. Um, so, you know, they, they need uh, some other places and some other big cities where they can get some fans to the game in order to grow it. So what you just mentioned about how Dolan moved them to Westchester. Um, the first, nobody goes to Westchester <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anybody going that out there? That was one of the things that they were saying. Yeah, you know. Um, but the the thing is, I do think that one of the one of the big issues, uh, perception wise, why you know it looks like the the WNBA doesn't do anything is because they're playing in these big, huge NBA arenas. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, a four or five thousand dollar a four or five thousand seat stadium would actually be. Um, something that would benefit the ladies. First off, the the cost per game would probably be a lot cheaper than these big NBA uh, stadiums. But you can get because you have it's like it's like um, going to a right. high school. The the crowds look, will look better. Right. You know, it's going to look like the, the stadium is full versus having a, a stadium that you know you don't even go to the to the upper de- upper deck. So. Right. Uh, you sh- that would be a good thing to have, and in conjunction, you can you can use those those same stadiums for like uh, you know concerts. You know you don't you don't want to put every concert in a in a thirty thousand uh, seat stadium. You know the four or five thousand seat stadiums would be great. So there's they generate income, additional income for the 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 league or what have you. So that's one of the things that that I thought about when it comes to the, the WNBA, but as far as 
promoting the game, they they don't you're right. That's one of their biggest issues. They don't really promote the game. The only time you hear about the WNBA is at the end of the, the women's college basketball season. No, that's at the end of the NBA playoffs. playoffs. That's when you start hearing right about the, the, the WNBA. But but expansion would also open open up the WNBA for more players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be on to be on more rosters. Well, check it out. Just I'm looking at the uh, the tweet that says well, we need more teams. These players talk. deserve to be on a roster. I I didn't even look at that so um, until gonna, I thought about that. that more because the WNBA draft is so short, it, it only it take them about an hour and they done because uh, so, they only got two rounds. So they only drafted 24 players. Come on, it's, it's, it's thousands three of three w, three it's, it's thousands of women's college basketball players. In the country, and you only draft twenty four. Yeah, you so, need more twenty six. So rounds. again, so oh, again, right. this this goes back to our previous discussion. So if you read the comments by those two basketball players, uh, the other, the top one says these players deserve to be on the roster. So again, there's only one hundred forty four players total in the WNBA. So that's one of the first problems. But then when you look at Rebecca Lobo's solution. They've been waiting for expansion forever. And I got some notes and some stuff, guys, that'll blow your mind. Like I said, it's been, WNBA has been around for 27 years. It's been 15 years since they had the last franchise coming to the league, which is the Monarchs. Uh, what, 2010 is when they went to 12 teams. So now you're looking at, like Rebecca Lobo saying, she'll keep saying this until May or probably after. This keeps coming up. But you see her rec- what she's proposing there? Again, it's back to the rosters. Like Dorian said, all these girls coming out, there's not enough uh, teams for them to go to. So that's why, again, we were talking about last week, a lot of them go overseas. But we pointed out the problem is there's not enough financial stability from the NBA to help expand the WNBA, which is why I uh, reiterate and try to point out, I think the WNBA will fold. They can't. They just had this um, exhibition game in Toronto this past weekend. Yeah, you, the commissioner, that was a picture of her giving that speech on expansion and all this. It's just talk. So I don't see this per se happening with all the problems that they have financially. And again, the WNBA, they say they talk big talk, but we see they are having problems. The, w, the NBA can help them with the marketing problem, give them money for marketing, but they don't. But this leads to something else. We're talking about the WNBA was talking about expansion, but now they're running into other problems, guys, because of the rosters and because it's a cutthroat league. This happened today. Becky Hammond, coach of the Las Vegas Aces, was suspended, and the Aces were stripped of their 2025 first round draft pick. And like Dorian pointed out, those draft picks in the WNBA are important, even though they can still mess around and trade you if you're a draft pick. But this was what came out today and what happened today. And this is the commissioner's response. That's what the quote was and what she was basically suspended for, for violating our respect in the workplace policies, respect in the workplace policies, and remain committed to ensuring that enhanced training is conducted and standards are followed across all WNBA teams. So what does that mean? What did Becky Hammond get suspended for? Ironically, for this situation that goes back to January, Ms. Dorica Hamby, 
If you guys remember, you see her there, superwoman and everything, talking about marketing. That was great marketing right there. She was a hooper. She was a mother. And she got screwed over by Becky Hammond, allegedly. Well, it's not allegedly because Becky Hammond was suspended for violating this lady's rights. And what rights? Rights that were actually written into the WNBA's collective bargaining agreement. Those are Dorica Hamby's own words or quote from herself or how she felt. And you guys can read it. That's why I put it up there. So that's some of the other issues that's affecting the WNBA that I think is going to hamper the WNBA's chances of trying to expand when you have all these financial situ uh, problems going on, uh, all these other situations with the rosters going on, rosters with pay, and again, now with NIL and more money being offered in college or opportunities overseas, I, again, gentlemen, do not see the WNBA expanding anytime soon. Well, <laughs> I, I, I hear what you say, Dante. I, again, it's just my opinion. I, it's yeah. just my opinion. There's no right or wrong. If right, the NBA right. puts the money in, go I, do I, it. They should. I hear what you say. I hear what you say. There's 144 I'm... girls that need an opportunity to play, and more of them coming out of college. 12 teams is not enough. So, so the 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 thing is, you keep saying the NBA, the owners. That's the the NBA needs to it needs to put more money in. Blah blah blah. The NBA puts a lot of money in there. That's the, the problem. problem. The, the problem NBA. Is, they need owners. Finish. Hold on. I want to make one more point real quick, Rodney. The NBA puts all the money into it. There's not enough individual owners. And by the way, you know who has who owns the Sparks, right? The Sparks are maintaining because of Magic Johnson. So black ownership again in sports, that's what we need. But that's the problem with the WNBA. They need more owners with money to support the team as opposed to the NBA because the NBA is not helping them enough. So, so here we go. All right. The first thing you got to understand is that at the end of the day, it's a business. I understand. Right? It's, it's a business. And I'm putting money into this business because – if I can get more female viewers to watch basketball, they'll watch the WNBA and they may come over and watch the NBA also. So there's a method to their madness. They're trying to, to gain more female viewership because why? Most of the households, uh, the money, the discretionary money gonna come through most of the females yeah. in the household. Right. So they'll go out and, and buy their kids uh, uh uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Asia. What's her name? Asia. Um, wow. <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about. No, so, we don't. All the time kicking in. I, I heard what we're talking about. Anyway, um, they'll go buy a, jer a, a jersey from a WNBA player, um, for their daughter or what have you. So that's that's more money. So they invest in this thing because they see eventually. They're gonna they're gonna make more money. However, there's always a limit to how much they're they're gonna agree to lose. And the problem is, like I said, they have a marketing issue. They're not bringing fans into the stadiums to watch these games. If they were bring more fans into the stadiums to watch these games, then you would get more income for the league, which in turns you, the the players will receive more income because of the split that they have in that CBA. So. 
um, I'm not going to keep giving you $30 million a year and I'm losing $40 million. I, I just can't do that. So um, what that, what has to be done. And if you expand, if you expand, if you put more teams out there, um, now you have more teams generating more money. So now instead of me having just 12 markets and that's what it's all about, I got 12 markets in the TV, uh, 12 TV markets that I'm generating money from instead of having 12. Now I may have 16 team, 16 markets that I can get money from. So now I got more money coming in from uh, TV to, to offset some of this money that I'm not receiving on tickets. So Mm -hmm. that's really the best way for them to, to actually increase their money. And now You've added if it's two teams, you added 24 players. If it's four teams, you have 48 players. So you've added more players to your payroll. I do like Rebecca Lobo's suggestion, but I don't think you can do. I don't for think the IR do, that goes with what you're talking yeah, about because they must not, they must not have one. They must not have one in the WNBA. They don't. They got 12, 12 players. That's and that's it. Twelve is the max, and most of them don't even carry a 12 player roster. And going back to your point, Rodney, about the expansion, whether they go two teams, 14, like in your uh, theory, what you're saying, you know, the more teams you think they could expand, it generates, they're going to different markets, which potentially yep. could generate more money. So yep. two things on that. One of the uh, WNBA's biggest competitors is actually college campuses where uh, women's basketball programs are taking off. So like Tennessee and all those, uh, or uh, South Carolina. So in cities like that, that's the big ticket. Nobody would go to a WNBA there. Here's a stat, Rodney, when you brought that up. Since, uh, what was it, 2000 or whatnot had that? So there were 16 teams, Rodney, in 2000. Seven, only seven of them are still in the cities where they were. This was in 2000. Remember, now they're 210. Yeah, they're at 12. One. <laughs> and one three, relocated, three of them relocated and six of them folded, trying to spread yeah. to different markets. So that's another tidbit that goes back. To their, their history. They tried this and to go to different markets and they end up folding, which is why they're still stuck at 12. So to try to expand, do it slowly. Try to add two, but you got to go into a market like Toronto would be a good market. Hey, Snoop going to Canada. We're going to be backing him, so that may be viable, but you have to find another city to expand equally that can give you that potential like you're talking about. So the and problem, that's what the WNBA needs is they're going to expand. So, so here's the, here's the thing though with that, um, what they've been trying to do is go right to where the NBA the NBA teams are, right? Mm-hmm. But the NBA the, people are going to watch the NBA no matter what. But the NBA has teams in Salt Lake City. Who wants to go to Salt Lake City? They have teams in Memphis. Who wants to go oh, to speaking Memphis? Of Salt Lake City? That's where the women's championship is going to be in a couple of years or Final Four. So that's, that's, very, that's very interesting. Yeah, so <laughs> that's again. So these college, college games are in direct competition with where some of these cities that these WNBA teams are. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. It's going to be but very they, But they play at two different times of the yeah, year, so I don't know how they really competition. No, again, but the, 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 the problem is you can't, you, can't put a team, you can't put a WNBA team in Orlando, right? No. That's that's not a city that you can put a, a W. Yeah. But you can't put one in Houston. Houston is the the second or third. Houston is the third biggest TV market, I think. Right? Hold on, hey, they are. It's not about the TV market. Going yeah, back to Dory. By the way, it's Dorian, always about the TV market. It's Dorian. about the money. Yeah, TV market brings the money. Yeah, 
there, there is an owner, I forgot who it was. They're actually trying to get a team back to Oakland. By the way, I forgot uh, who it was, and this is again a private owner. So San, you need San Francisco has, is, is top ten in the TV market. So that's what I'm saying. You need to go. You need to go to the areas where the TV, market the TV markets are, are the hey, biggest, because that's where you're going to get your money from. We see this, and so you look at some of the teams they win. So like the New York Sky, uh, the LA Sparks, the Las Vegas. We're seeing that. We're seeing a commonality. We're seeing, yeah, we're seeing yeah. a common big markets. So if they're going to expand, they also have a team in Connecticut. It, it, true, but they're in a New, New York, York market. They're in that New York market. And yeah, so they're going to yeah. stay in that market kind of with going to Toronto. So you, they mm-hmm. got to go somewhere where, like I said, there's a viable market. So go back to Texas, Philly, Miami, Houston, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where you're going to keep your LA, Chicago, uh, New York. So I mean, mm-hmm. you can you can do it. That's uh, a whole list of them. They already got them there. They actually presented them at the expose or with that exhibition game of these proposed cities. And Toronto is at the top of that mm-hmm. list, and there San Francisco is, I think, top three in that. So at the, at the so, end of the day, I I want the WNBA to succeed. We all would, man. You guys got daughters. We want the WNBA exactly. We want mm-hmm. the WNBA daughters out of college to though. succeed. All they daughters I'm out of college. In general, they on ball. So <laughs> hey, what? Story, you know, we got one last one. We got one last one. Six foot under point guard, WNBA. We want to see it. I'm hoping she's gonna be tall, like her, like her mama side of the family. <laughs> but I will say one thing. Final note, Rob. Before you know, mm-hmm. we close this out. At least the NBA over this past what 27 years did what the uh, Major League Baseball would not do for uh, women's softball because they tried that as well. Remember, made a movie about it, and they tried to bring it back about. 15 years ago with uh what was in that cat uh was masterson used to uh, pitch for texas and back in the day so at least to the nba's credit they have worked for 27 years that lo- with a losing product of trying mm-hmm. to promote this women's game to where like softball baseball we watch the softball college softball uh series on right now i watch that every year yeah I watch those, softball girls, yeah, those girls have nothing else to follow up on so I wish there was a league for them as well, a league of their own. So, and I'll finish up with that. But Rodney, we turn it back to our moderator. You mean Cat uh, Osterman? That's what you're talking about. Cat Osterman, all six Kat foot Osterman, two yeah, from Texas. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was the lit. They had a short. Oh, uh, 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 Arizona State, love you, John. You still out there, girl? Probably two babies and all. Geet, you still love you, but yeah. Bring softball. On, make that. And on that note, <laughs> on that note, we want to thank y'all for joining us. Thank you Get for you uh, the women's uh, um, enduring uh, through all the the Dante isms <laughs> and his and his pitches. The views expressed by Dante are not necessarily <laughs> the views. <laughs> Hey, our intro does say graphic language. So, oh, does it? Um, <laughs> so, anyway, for, for D, Wonder Mouse, and Dorian Anthony, and Richmond, for Geechee Dan, and Phoenix, for D double O Z and Florissant. Oh, and for Sadie. Look at Sadie, y'all. Hey, 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 hey
Anybody had a problem with what you can't have to say tonight? Kiss it. Blow kisses. I don't know if you want to say that for say that. But for all of y'all, again, thank y'all for viewing, for watching us. Um, if you like what we said, if you did, kiss it. And we out. Don't blame it on sunshine. Don't blame it on moonlight. Don't blame it on good times. Don't on the boogie. Don't blame it on sunshine. Don't blame it on moonlight. I don't blame it on good times. Coming on a boogie. Sunshine, sunshine, moonlight, moonlight, good times. Coming on the boogie. Sunshine, yeah. Moon.